Uh, welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name is Winter Fonander. I am the host of the show. Yes, that's right. This is episode not 33.2, but 34. Yes, we're back on track. Those of you that hated the fact that I added and fudged it, added a point one. This is not point two. This is 34. We're back on track. I'm actually counting in sequential order. Yes, I'm, I'm a grown up now. I'm doing well. This is episode 34, as I say, once again, with Sarah Isles. Sarah's taking her first 15-minute show to the Brighton Fringe and also to the Edinburgh Fringe. She's previewing that around the country. Details of that are on her website, which is sarahisles.com. Add her on Facebook, like her page. Do it. If you like this podcast and you want to follow us on Twitter, we're there, at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, it's at Winter Phonander. Uh, but if you like this podcast and you feel like donating to us, we're on Patreon. Go to Patreon. Type in The Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as much or as little as you want. You can just chuck in a pound. Look, it all helps. It'll get me to gigs where I'll meet people I can get on this show, people that interest you, that'll excite you, that people you want to hear about as well. It'll also get us some better equipment. I'll start doing videos. Look, every bit helps. If you can't do that, guys, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts because it tells people what we're doing and where we are. Or share your favourite episode. That helps too. What else has been going on with me? Well, I'm just trying to write my fringe show. It's going great. I'm, some parts are really coming together. Other parts kind of falling apart. But that's, that's how you make a show. You know, creating and destroying. That's it, really. That's all I'm going to say about what's been going on with me. I've just been gigging a lot. Just getting it together. Preparing for the next couple of previews i got coming up. I say details of that will be on my website, which is winterphoneunder.com. You're going to really enjoy this episode with a very funny, very likeable comedian and actress, Sarah Isles. Sarah Isles, thank you for coming on the Comedy Defect. How are you doing? Good, yeah, really good. It's a new year. Mm. It's uh, very exciting. Lots of prospects. So, mm. yeah, I'm gearing up for the fringe. Yeah. Both fringes. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to write, which means I've done no writing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just panicky about it. Just organising your stationery, right? Yeah, so yesterday I was like, I'm going to write all day. And I cleaned the flat. And I made <laughs> some excellent cakes. Um, and it got to the point where I thought, I really should do some writing now. I sat down, but then I thought, well, I need a good cup of tea in order to write. Might as well make loose leaf tea because that takes longer. Mm. And then um, my mum came over. So, and I, you know, I don't ignore my mum. That's yeah, rude. That's fair. Family first. That. Yes. Family first. That's right. Yes. It wouldn't be here without them. That's right. No. And, and your show's all about your mum, is it? Is it all about, yeah. <laughs> all like about how notes. I procrastinate and just spend all my time with my mum because I'm a very successful lady. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, the first one I'm doing, I'm going to do the Brighton Fringe. And I'm going to do Chick-Ass Comedy, which I did last year with two other friends, mm. um, Ria Lena and Robin Perkins. And then I am going to do my first ever solo show in Edinburgh this year. Come on. Yeah. Know, I'm, I'm really trying to fight the fear mm. and do it anyway, as they say. Mm. So yeah, I've called it the Silly Isles. Right, cool. Because I thought that would be quite, you know, cheeky. Nice. Um, and I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Right, it's good. It's good. Yes. Oh, yeah, the fear, <laughs> crushing fear. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, it's a brown paper bag to breathe into. No, well, because like, I thought because last year I was doing a two-hander, but it did not go well at all because oh. of the venue. I don't know if I told you because the the venue I got was it was a tent in the Free Sisters. Mm. Um, so it's basically like performing in the middle of Magaluf because it's just people grinding and doing unsavoury things after mm. nine o'clock. Really loud. The stage was on on top of the drain. So all the um, piss shit and vomit yeah. from the evening would be watered down from all the rain in Edinburgh into it. So then that would circulate around the tent and you couldn't really hear anyone. So it stank. Oh. Couldn't really say anything. So the girl I was doing it with, another great comedian, she mm. was a one-liner and she's so intelligent that she just didn't get the audience that she deserved. 
So as I'm a bit more of a moron and I can just talk for ages, mm. I ended up just doing loads of talking and tearing. I thought, well, I can do it. I can yeah. waffle for 45 yeah. minutes and try and get some money for it. <laughs> so, yeah. So you had a real tough time in Edinburgh last year? Yeah, it was really hard. Oh. I mean, it was good in the respect that when, when I realised how awful it was going to be, mm. people were really nice to me. Okay. And there were people who would turn up to do the spots even though they were hard spots. Mm. You know, because it was like doing it in jonglers, yeah. but in a tent. Mm. And then I applied to do loads of other spots, you know, just so I could have the luxury of performing where there were walls. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, there's a wall! Oh. Yeah. She'd be yeah. hating the room, not liking the room. Oh yeah. my God, it's so nice. No, I was. Yeah. I was like, I can hear myself. Yeah. The audience can hear Great. me. So that was nice. And then, so I did loads of bits like that. And then I did some impromptu gigs where I just flyed on mm. the day like an hour before and then just found a free room and just did a gig. Mm. That was weird, but mm. really good fun. Mm. Yeah, so I enjoyed that too. So it was an experience. I feel like I'm a hell of a lot stronger now. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you can get through that much misery and mm. still perform and still love comedy, mm. you really are an idiot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're just like a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I'll really... keep it coming. <laughs> keep the self loving coming. I don't want to finish the fringe liking myself. No, yeah. thank this you. This is not enough misery. I need more. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. So, so what, apart from that, what else has been going on with you? Um, well, unfortunately, the venue where I did my regular comedy burnt down on New Year's Eve. Um, I don't know if you heard about the pub in West London that caught fire. No. Yeah, so it caught fire on Christmas Eve. A friend of mine was hosting the gig and the whole place has gone up in flames. So that was my regular income. Oh. Yay! Um, which is awful. And I feel for the people that live there because they're absolutely lovely people and they work there as well. So what we're now doing is we're moving to another venue because it's all owned by the same company. Mm. So now we're going to try and set one up somewhere else. So yeah. it's mainly just everything being destroyed in my life and now I'm just going to come out and carry on anyway building it back up again building it, it back up again just yeah. drinking cups of tea with my mum yeah. and pretending I'm a really cool person okay it's, it's, it's good we're down in December uh, New Year's Eve New Year's Eve yeah my mate texts me I just did the whole happy new year with my friends and she texts saying I've just climbed down a drain pipe the place caught fire I think it was like the Christmas tree caught fire because it was all wooden benches and open flames and stuff like that and it's a brewery yeah. so obviously if anything's going to be more flammable the Christmas yeah. tree was next to the brewery so that all went up so, yeah, they saw the smoke coming up the stairs, and she was just texting me saying that she was climbing down the drain pipe and she was fine. Everyone was fine, cool. but really messed up. And then I watched it on the news. Well, obviously, I was doing the gesture yeah. for my phone because obviously yeah. I watched the news on my phone. <laughs> no one just turns on the telly anymore, yeah. do we? Go, oh, good. So, God. really awful, but everyone's fine. Yeah. But I think it's just awful because it was an amazing venue. They had like a circus there as well as the comedy, and it was every week. And it got to the point where we were really doing quite well. Mm. But then I think these challenges are sent to try us. Mm. I mean, obviously, Trump is coming into power mm. today, so there are worse things happening to other mm. people in the world. How do you feel about that? I feel a bit surreal. Like, I'm mm. pretty sure it's going to be the first president we're going to see assassinated in our lifetime. Mm. I'm just not sure if it's going to be today. I hope it's not today, because I'm doing a gig tonight, and I don't want to have to do new material. Mm. But And everyone's going to be doing that then. Yeah, exactly. That's oh, it's a thing about Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. And so by the time I go on, I think when it's already been done. Mm-mm. You know, and I don't want to talk about Brexit, because everyone talks about Brexit. Yeah, you started comedy what year? Oh, I was... Over a long time ago. I think mm. it's been seven years now. It's been a long time. Because mm. when I started out, I didn't realise that there were like two circuits. There's the open mic circuit in London and then there's the regular circuit. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got trapped on the open mic for like two years. But then I didn't know I wanted to do it for a career. And then I found it really intimidating. You know, when you turn up at gigs and you have other comedians who are like, oh, I've just done this, I've just done that. And you think, oh, what the hell am I doing here? I'm obviously an idiot. And so I did that for a while. And then I started doing sort of open tens on pro bills. And then I was like, oh, this is really good fun. There's like an audience that mm. paid to turn up. They actually want to listen to you. Maybe I can do this. Mm. So then I started doing that. And then I ran an open mic for a while in Croydon. But then um, it got closed down because people got stabbed outside. 
Nothing to do with the comedy. <laughs> you're like a you're like a jinx, aren't you? No, like, <laughs> and now your house is on fire. <laughs> yeah. and now, oh my god! Uh, right, I'm gonna plug, unplug everything. I think I am final destination at the moment. Okay, so great. Oh, and I'm actually, glad because, to have you on. No, because I just reminded my hair dryer caught fire last week. It was a live wire that was exposed, so flames came out the front and the back, and so I just screamed and threw it down. The the plastic melted into the mirror. And it seems the carpet, not a touch on me. I feel like Bruce Willis wow. and Unbreakable. Yes. That's insane. I know. So I feel like... Just make sure you don't fall asleep in the bath, that's all. No, I know. Almost did last night. <laughs> but yeah, if you want me to do this outside, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got a fire blanket. Fire, <laughs> yeah. Is it. there a fire extinguisher nearby? Let's just make sure that burst into flame yeah. with your heaters off. That's fine. Okay, that's, that's fine. Good. Okay, right. Um, anyway. <laughs> Maybe I'm <Mexican> prone. <laughs> Maybe. Well, no, they're happening to me. I haven't effectively done anything. Yeah, but... I guess they're not happening. They're not happening to you. They're happening around you, though, aren't they? Yes, really? and I'm fine. Like I've still survived. Oh, great. Like they're, they're <laughs> trying to they're trying to kill me, and they just can't succeed. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like good. actual death, not like wow. death on stage. There's yeah. like actual death following me around. Yeah. But I think it's just to remind me that you should live each day as it comes and enjoy life. Can't wait to go another bill with you then. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't do the gig because the microphone's caught fire mm. after Sarah's set. So everyone's now got to leave. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure yeah. it's not that bad. So what do you do in the day? What else do you do? So on Mondays and Tuesdays, I have a part-time job at a wine company in Mayfair. Oh, very good. Yeah, I love my wine. So okay, it's cool. really good. Yeah. So uh, I do HR, oh. which people find quite ironic. So I'm quite PC in my day job. Obviously right. highly professional. Mm. Um, I am qualified as an right. HR person as well, which is hilarious. So then I just gather all the stories during the day. And then obviously don't tell them on stage in the evening because that would be unethical. I wait until I leave that organisation and then potentially maybe, although I've never done this, uh, tell them a uh, mm. gig as yeah. when they arise. Yeah, yeah. situations. Yeah, well, because it's just when you're HR, I think why I love it is you're the heart of all the gossip. Yeah. Everyone comes to you with their problems and you're like, oh my God, you did what? And you can't yeah. tell anyone. <laughs> Where? Oh, who? And you're supposed to be typing this up. No, I write it into this little <laughs> black book. It's, it's, it's safer that way. No one else will know about this. But it says jokes on the front. I'll oh, just ignore that. It's yeah. just what I do to disguise my notepad, my HR notepad. You get loads of stuff there. Like, that's, oh, really? Can. And, oh god, and, and HR and HR really aren't. They said, oh, HR is like you know to support the the employee. They're not. They're there to mm. assassinate them, aren't they? Oh yeah, we'll just help you with that. <laughs> Yes, that is the general... Oh. Well, no, because you're only ever seen when you're hiring people and then yeah. they're trying to impress you or when you're firing people. Exactly. And if there's anything in between, basically, if you're a good employee, you don't know HR. Mm. If I know who you are, and in fact I've read your file, mm. then you're in trouble yeah, totally. because that means you're a problem employee and I'm not going to like you. Although there is this stigma that we enjoy firing people and I genuinely have not enjoyed it when I've done it. Okay. I thought I would because there was one guy I really, really fucking hated yeah. and he really deserved to get fired and mm. he didn't know he was going to get fired. So I woke up and I was like, yes! Mm. And I genuinely felt awful yeah. when I was doing it because he started sweating and he looked like he was going to cry. And then I thought he was going to punch me. And then it was one of those, oh dear, I need to get security because we're going to have to escort you out. Because he was a troublemaker, but right. he didn't realise we were going to fire him. Mm. And that was tough. Whereas, yeah, because you always think if you hate them, you're going to enjoy yeah. firing them. It's just a myth. When you see the misery on their face, it's like, yeah. oh man, I've, made, I've done that. I've ruined reject. your life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to do next. No. You have no idea. No. Yeah, it's really oh. bad. I mean, we even in my last job, mm. which I can talk about since I'm not there anymore, is we used to call it the HR death bus. So we used to say, oh, they've got a ticket on the bus, which would mean that we were going to fire them because there's no returning from the death bus. And then my friend said that in her other HR job, they used to have a bell. So when they fired someone, they'd go, ding! Obviously, and I don't condone that in any yeah. shape or form, but I think it's quite amusing. <laughs> so I just had one of those, like, you know, those pull cords, you know, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. the fu- your fire things come down. <laughs> it's so much more fun. Yeah, trust me. 
You're fine. Bye-bye. You can take your things and escort them out by it's security. Not, That'd be great. Exactly. There's not an easy way to say this, but we'll try. Here. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. But it's nice. I think, you know, if you are going to fire someone, maybe a light-hearted way of doing it will mm. ease the blow somewhat. But what you want is one of those chairs with a button on it, you know. Yes. <laughs> That'd be great. I tell you what I would like is occasionally I just like a seat that just tases them slightly. Oh, okay. Just when they're being mm. a real pain in the ass mm. and like, I know you're lying yeah. and I'm going to get to the bottom of these lies. I can't prove it yet, yeah. but I will. And you just want to tase them a little bit. Yeah. So that is something I do get immense enjoyment out of. So I do love that day job. And also because yeah. it's for a wine company. The oh. perks are yeah. exceptional. Yeah, right. Although I've become a bit of a wine snob now. Oh, really? Yeah, I've become oh. a bit of a wanker. Right. I'm not proud of it. Did you take your own wine to parties now? No, of course oh, I Oh my god. Like, no, so, no. so you take the wine and go, oh, oh thank you. No, 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 no. No, we're drinking this no, now. No. <laughs> I'm not, are we opening this? We will share this. We will share this. Yeah. Well, because it is a luxury wine and I wouldn't be able to afford to buy it myself mm. if I didn't work for the company. And so I did like at Christmas, I got magnums and stuff for people because mm. I thought we could share that and enjoy it. And then when they didn't open it, I think annoyed is a too strong a word. Mm-hmm. But you think, you know, we should share. I bought this so we could share. Mm. Yeah, share the wine. Yeah, exactly. You the share the joy. Yes. This, I brought this to share. Yes. Do you yeah. like wine? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, there you go. Then maybe mm. I could I would open share. it straight away. Well, there I would you go. It straight away. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't kind of go, oh, okay, let's bring out the box. You know, yeah. I'm like... No, they do. And they're oh. like, I'll give you a Chardonnay from the box. And I'm like, how dare you? Do I look like a Chardonnay <laughs> box? <laughs> Although I have, obviously. I'm yeah. from Croydon. I drank white lightning in a park. I'm, Is that house still standing? Yes. Yeah, maybe it's like I think, if I'm wronged, there's yeah. someone who's just going around sabotaging anyone that... That's it. Maybe it's that. It's that karma, the instant karma. But then that doesn't explain the hairdryer blowing up, because that felt personal. Maybe. I'm it's the only sure. time I've ever let out a girly scream. Oh, right, yeah. I was like, ah! It's fair. I mean, Boom. when your hairdryer becomes a flamethrower, yes. it's never a good yes, time. Yes, a weapon. Mm. And it was one of those things where I was almost too scared to look, because I thought, if I have no hair left... Yeah. And uh, my comedy career has literally gone up in flames. Well, my hair's uh, gone up in flames. Finally, I'm a hook. <laughs> finally, I'm going to be memorable. Yeah. Damn it. And there I was, and then I threw it away. Oh, look, that's it. You know, that, that girl with the, with, the, with the hideous facial birth. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, great. Oh, she's so like, funny. funny. Hilarious. Oh, my God. She has so much material on her face and her lack of hair. And that hairdryer. God, yeah. what a demon. Yeah. But now I'm too terrified to buy a hairdryer. Oh. I mean, I'm let, I mean, I apologise for my hair today. I'm going to have to let it dry naturally for a while. I'll, I'll let you off. So you work in the wine place yet? Yeah, and, and, yes. And people come in pissed, right? I actually have to do wine tasting as part <laughs> of our jobs. So, I mean, my induction is when I have to take people to the winery and the vineyard. So that is something that I... And it's awful because having to live your life this way where you spend time for a wine company or you're in, out in the evening making people laugh. I mean, it's no wonder people are trying to sabotage me and yeah. burn me alive. Too much joy. It's too much joy. Mm-hmm. But no, there is the thing of... You do it for a job, and then I got called up by because you have like occupational health and stuff like that. Calling mm. me up saying, "Oh, we're going to do some, we can do some drug and alcohol testing for you." And I was like, "Well, that's pointless because if it doesn't come back positive, then people aren't doing their jobs, yeah. aren't they?" <laughs> exactly. I'm sure you're sober. You yeah. can't work here. Mm-mm. Actually, that's a good point. I don't know if we can hire anyone that's teetotal. Yeah, just blow into this. Well, you obviously haven't been drinking last night. Get, get out. I'm sorry, we can't give you the job. Written warning. Are you an alcoholic? No, absolutely not. Which, obviously, what? I don't condone this. That's my job, and this is jokes. Whereas in previous organisations, I've never, I've never done HR for a company that I've really liked before. Okay. And I think because I love the company and I love the product, yeah. it's quite bizarre. Because yeah. you actually feel like you're, I know, silly, you actually do feel like you're making a difference. Great. So when you are hiring people, I'm hiring people, it's not nice, but you feel like you're 
you know, you're making more luxury in the world. <laughs> it's like a wacky. <laughs> oh, oh my God, God you really are you are the most philanthropist person I've yeah. had on this podcast so oh, far. So it's like, sorry. you know, you're just, you're just giving joy to the world. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's amazing. It's just if every it's not my jokes, it's my wine. Just giving the joy. Oh my God, it's So what's the perks? What's, what's the perks of Christmas? What, like, bonuses? Do you oh, get? well, Christmas, they took us to Fortnum and Mason's in the private dining uh, for lunch. Oh, which was amazing. Unfortunately for me, the CEO, who's lovely, he found out that I was a comedian, so they oh. asked me if I wanted to do some jokes at the Christmas party, and I said to my boss, I just can't do it. I was like, because I don't like Good. to cross the two worlds. Yeah, yeah. And I actually changed my name at work, because one of the new starters came in one morning, followed me to the copying room and said, oh, I googled you at the weekend, and I watched your videos. And I felt like I was going to vomit all over him, which yeah. is inappropriate in mm. the office environment. Especially that early in the day. Yes, I know. You know, if you're going to be creepy, can you be creepy in the <laughs> afternoon, please? I can handle it. I've had coffee. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so then I was like, oh, I don't like... So I want. I didn't want people to know. Yeah. But I know they do know, because then they just assume if you work part-time, you have kids, which mm. I don't. So mm. I have no... And they're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, mm. Mm. And I don't want to think I'm a lady of leisure, because mm. not, obviously. So he asked me to do some jokes. I said no. They understood, but then they said, oh, he wants you to be guest of honour. He wants you to sit next to him at the top table. Okay. And I was like, oh, no. Because then you feel like you are actually got to be funny, funny and on and sociable. And, sociable. and it was uh. Christmas, and I really didn't want to. I just wanted to get really, really drunk yeah. and have a good time. So then we had the wine tasting in the morning as our... As work, because obviously you've got to do the wine testing as part of your work. So that was before we went out for lunch. So I was really a bit tiddly. Hmm. But then when I got there, it was amazing wine, and I couldn't drink it all. Oh, because I just didn't want to make a tea on myself. Oh, fair, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because it's it's extra work, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not like just a 10 minute set of going, okay, here's the jokes, and then yes. I'm gone, thanks guys, and yes. then you can go be yourself. No, two hours. It's, oh, that's hard, full on. Yeah. I'm going, oh, and you're going, and then they know, you know that they're marking you, and oh, yes. part oh, of that everything. Yes. Oh, God. And how you are at your job, with the other job, and even with that, they have this origami on the table, and obviously I just wanted to do a cock and balls. I mean, of course you just want to do a cock and balls. And I can't, I have to go along with it, and I have yeah. to pretend like I'm really professional, and I'm mm. not the actual person that I am. Yeah. I was exhausted afterwards. Yeah. Like, really. Trying to, try to stop swearing as well. Mm. Oh, no, I didn't swear at all. Oh, that's it. And I found myself really working on my diction, and I sounded a lot like this. Mm. Really hated yeah. myself at the end. It's horrible, of it. isn't it? But I used all the right cutlery in the right order. Fair play. And I was quite impressed with that yeah. as well. So they're judging you on your funny table manners, and that's yes. Like, oh. And then, and you know they're going to go away. No matter how that that interaction goes, you know they're going to go away. And go well. Oh, it doesn't seem funny to me. Yeah, I wasn't. I was boring as shit because I was being really well behaved. Mm. So it was really tough. I mean, it was lovely, and it's a nice honour to have that. But I just want you know, you see your mates, your workmates at the other yeah. table, and they're you know they're drawing a cock and balls, and they're having a good time. Yeah. And well, no, because it's like I realised I was sitting next to. I was having lunch with a billionaire, and that's weird for me. Mm. And it was that's why it just felt a bit sort of. Yeah. This is odd. Yeah, what do you say to someone like that who's got that much money? Who, yeah. No fear or, or, or panic about what is coming around the yeah. corner. Yeah. <laughs> Your life must be yeah. so cool. Yeah. Where are you getting off to this afternoon? Where are you getting off to? Totally. Exactly. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing here? You could be anywhere, but you're here sitting next to me. Oh, shit, that's so much pressure. Oh, no, stop thinking that. Yeah, oh, I did. God. I was really getting in my head as well. Oh. I remember I said a couple of things. Where I was like, you dick, what did you say no. that for? I've got a child again. Yes. Don't you? Like, well, I've got nothing I could say is going to be interesting. I'm just no. sitting here in quiet silence because, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not good enough for anything. No, I was wow. really boring. And I even said things that I didn't even believe. Like at one point, oh, because no. I found the hook to talk to him and it was his kids. Because he's just had another kid, yeah. loves his kids, great dad. Mm. So I was like, great, let's talk about that. And then he was like, do you have kids? No. 
And obviously in my set, I talk about not liking kids and not wanting kids. And so I heard myself say, but I love kids. And I look after my nephews all the time. Oh, I mean, no. I have looked after them once or twice. And I do love my nephews. That's not a huge stretch. But I don't love kids. Yeah. And I don't look at them and go, Ugh, yeah. I love cats. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be crazy cat lady. And yeah. I've accepted that and I'm fine with that. And I did and I spent about 20 minutes telling him about my nephews and how much I love them. Mm. I felt so dirty. But what was good is there was, um, there's another girl that had recently started and mm. she's stunning. Tall, skinny, blonde. She was on the other side. So as soon as she sat down, game over, he's just talking to her. And I was like, oh, thank Christ. Yeah. So then I finally ate the bread and butter that was there, which obviously you're not supposed to touch. You're just supposed to eat the poncy little food, I think. So right. people don't really have the roll. No, no one no. else ate the roll. I went balls deep, had the roll. Damn the right. Roll. It was really good. Man, bread, just in case it's not enough. Well, no, because I don't think he carbs. Everyone's oh. really thin. I mean, I'm the normal one. I mean, everyone that works there is stunningly beautiful. And then there's me. And when I actually asked my boss, so how come I got the job? She went, you're qualified. And I was like, that's mean, but it's true and it's fine and I'm good with it. But yeah, it was was a relief then. And then I felt like I could actually calm down a bit because he was distracted by the beautiful girl. Right. (sighs) A little bit of bait. That's what you needed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're shoving the bread rolls into your bag. (laughs) I'm I'm not a peasant. I'm just, I just hate seeing things go to waste. I know. I'm going to throw them away. Why would you waste cards? I know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, just, yeah, I'm a normal, uh, normal <laughs> lady of leisure. Yeah, I have nephews and nieces, that's it. That I love, because yeah, I it. love kids. I'm taking back for them. That's for them, yeah. they love their bread oh, rolls from Fortnum and Mason's. <laughs> they love it. For the children. For the children, <laughs> I'm doing it for the kids. I'm doing it for the kids that I love. No, I do love them, I'm just not that into them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what else have you got on with you? You're doing that job. and Doing you are... the job, doing the shows. Yeah. separated from my husband mm. <laughs> might as well just keep that in there we'll glaze yeah. over that one okay. um, so although there is the potential fear of oh holy fuck um, I've been the same guy for 12 years what if I'm single yeah. oh my god what the hell am I going to do oh my god oh my god and I had a panic with my friend and I was like well I can't talk to men how am I going to talk to men and she was like you talk to men as a career she was like you talk to mm. a big crowd of people every single night yeah. so, but it's not the same I'm yeah. not, I mean yes I'm trying to impress them but yeah. I'm not impressing them because I want them to sleep with me mm. I'm just trying to make them laugh mm-hmm. I could you know you I don't think, this might be a really mean thing to say, I don't think I'm going to pull a guy by making him laugh. Mm. It doesn't really work that way. I don't think I'm going to be like, you know, oh, she's really witty. Mm. Suddenly I find her attractive. Mm. I don't think that's how it works. When I first started comedy, everyone was like, oh, you know, you you must get loads of offers of being a comedian, whatever. It's like, no, that, that's never happened to me. Maybe it just wasn't funny enough at the start. But <laughs> <laughs> me either. Maybe no. it's just we're not, you know, but, no, yeah. that's bullshit. We're no, but, hilarious. No, but it's like, that's the thing that they say, oh, you know, all the chuckle fuckers or whatever it is. But I have heard that from other male comedians that they really? have got laid specifically because they've been funny. Just because they're a comedian, mm. these girls will follow them around and hang around with them mm. afterwards. Yeah. And I was like, that is such a sexist thing because I don't know any female comedians who any guy has spoken to us afterwards ever for any reason mm. except to be like, bye, yeah. you're in the way. <laughs> Can I get to the oh, bar, no. please? Oh, that's me. Oh, were you the one that was up there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there we go. No. Yeah. So, no, but I think, you know, there could be some fun material that comes out of it. Yeah. I tried to do some material on it two weeks ago, and I thought maybe it was just a bit too soon. Yeah. And unfortunately, it was an open mic, so I was just really performing to right. other comedians, and they looked at me like I had just farted down the microphone. Okay. It was really like a... Oh, yeah. I think Sarah's having a bit of a meltdown. Too soon, so Which I wasn't. And I know you as well. I guess it's a little yeah. bit kind of... Yeah, so I think maybe it was shocked because obviously I hadn't told anyone. Yeah. But I thought, oh, I'll just I'll just slip it casually into the material <laughs> and see what happens. Oh, this happened. Oh, there we just, go. Just 12 years, guys. Just 12 years. Yeah. Just, you know, but it's not... You know, we're just separated at the moment. So we're just working on things or yeah. not, or having some space apart. But it's just very strange. Of course. Because I feel like this is the only time in my adult life that I've been on my own. So that's a bit bizarre. 
Yeah. You fill it with your mom and like wine and and like. Yeah. And oh, no, I have and, friends. And, 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 no, friends. sorry. <laughs> no, but no, but like I'm not sorry. I didn't mean to say. I wasn't kind of going. Sarah's at home Sarah. with her mum drinking. No, wine. but like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, when, when, whenever I whenever I, I was single, I would always feel I've all this time and. I could be doing something with it, but I, 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 I just feel frozen in that kind of thing. If, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not that I'm, not, not that I am, but in my head, there's this, it feels like a block. Do you, you know what I mean? There's, I, I don't know, it's, I'm not explaining it very well. But no, no, I think you are, because it's just, there's some, not a void there, but I, there's something there that you're just like, I feel like I should be doing something more productive with my time, because mm. like, this is the time when I can. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So totally. like, because when you're with someone, you don't always get to do what you want yeah. when you want, so you yeah. feel like you should fill up that time. Mm. Yeah, but then, I mean, in, in some respects, I feel like nothing's really changed, because I gig loads of nights, so I'm always by myself, I'm always travelling by mm. myself. So I kind of felt like, well, that's not really... Changed. I'm very much used to going by. Yeah. Such a loser. Going out by myself, eating by myself. But then, I mean, what I've done now that is a bit different is nights when I have off, I will just go out with friends, and my friends have been amazing. Yeah. I have friends who have been single throughout the entire time that I've been yeah. married, and have always said, "I don't understand. I don't understand." And it's all like, well, fair enough. Maybe I don't understand, but then you also don't understand what it's like to just be with someone for twelve years. Mm. Suddenly, that's stopped. Mm. And I mean, when I met my husband. There was no Facebook, there was no online dating, there was no Tinder, there was mm. nothing like that. So when I was talking to my mate, she was like, oh, you can just get a pair out there, she went, we'll just download some apps for you. And I was like, oh, so we don't get dressed up and go to a bar anymore? I was like, we don't, you just, I was like, that's, and even there's this app, which you didn't even know about, called Happen, where if you see someone in the street that you think is hot, you can find them on this app, because they're in the area. That is really creepy. Stalking really stalking. Shit, yeah, I know. But genius. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, because the thing, if you do see someone hot and you obviously yeah. are like me and can't talk to them, then yeah. you might as well hook them up. Well, I don't know, because then you still have to talk to them eventually. Yeah. I assume. Do people still talk? Well, I don't know. Maybe pick your conversations as well. Well, we'll talk about that. Yes, these are the topics that we're allowed to discuss, mm. and then I can write some witty little jokes yeah. about them. You were set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to be that person. Oh, please, oh. don't make me be that person. But doesn't that become a set after a while? Like when, like you start, you date for a while, and you start to go on love dates, whatever it is. And like you know, you go, all oh, right, well, well, back in the, whatever it was when I was dating, you kind of got, start to get into the rhythm of, okay, go on a date, go to this place. Oh, hey, doing. And it becomes like, and you know all the I answers. Really, see, I've, I've to, never done that. Oh. I've never dated. You, I've, I've had one ex-boyfriend, and then I met my current. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been on a date. Whoa. What the do I do? Yeah, just do that. Just do. I mean, because you can just go on multiple dates, like you know. And the do you do the jokes, same material? Jokes, yeah, of course. Oh my and god! It gets better each time. You have a one-on-one gig. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so oh, good! You get instant feedback, and then, and then, but you're not sure really because you know the other person, of course, will will laugh, but they'll be kind, and you, you can tell the oh, laughter. Actually, yeah, they'll be. You a can good... tell the real laughter and the and the and the fake laughter after a while, you know. But and I assume if they want to sleep with you, they'll probably just laugh at everything. Yeah. So I mean, then if I say all this stuff, ones, they don't so, laugh. I'm yeah. like. Damn it. Yeah. Not only am I not funny, they don't want to sleep with me. Yeah. But, but, but does it, I mean, that's the thing, because you're saying that, you know, well, do they want to sleep with you if uh, you're funny? You know, are they intimidated, do you think? I don't know. Have, I mean, you, been on, have you been on, you haven't been on, you're not dating yet? Oh, God, no. Right. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know where mm. to start. But I think it was that my ex, he had a real issue with me being funny, and he said he hated the fact that I was funnier than he was. I mean, which obviously wasn't going to work out. But it was just a case of, I don't, I don't know, because guys use that as their You're thing. ex-husband now. No, sorry, my, my first like, boyfriend, we'll right. say. The guy I'm separated from, so he's still my husband. He he really loved the fact that I was funny. And we still laugh together. Like, it's all very amicable and we're still yeah. good friends. But it was, he, you know, I think he was 
needle in a haystack. I don't know if there's going to be many other guys that are like, yeah, I really want to be with her. She's hilarious. I don't know. I'm freaking out a little bit. I can feel myself freaking out. What you need to do is get someone who's really good at IT. Right? <laughs> you know, and then you're like, look, oh, can you just see my poster? Yeah, great. Um, can you, uh, you know, just a website. I just got down here. Love you. It's great. Website, poster. And then, and then you can still be the funny one and they can just be the technical one. You know, that's it. That's what I currently have. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> she did it didn't work out. God, you have a type though. Have a type already. That's yeah, no, great. definitely. Yeah, I do like geeky guys. Stay friends. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> that's the thing. That's why I think, what the hell am I doing? I don't know. Oh, wow. I know, messed up woman. But no, it was because no. I was talking about a friend of mine. She's insanely beautiful. I don't. Yeah. I think I should stop hanging around with these pretty girls. It's not going right. to make me feel good. And she just gets men falling over yeah. to speak to her. So I thought, oh, so men obviously aren't that intimidated. Mm. But... Is it that they're avoiding me because I'm intimidating because I'm funny or because they're just not interested? I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? Like, I have a, have a bit about, like, how in my new show that I've got coming up... Oh, when's uh, that coming up? Oh, it's on The Fringe 2017. We'll be in Hastings as well this year. Hastings? Um, yeah. Are you coming to Edinburgh then? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. sweet. I'm going to do my show as well. I'm going to yes, do my I show can come here. watch. Awesome. So, yeah, um, and I've got a bit which I'm, like, talking about, like, how I, I... The person I present to the world is not the person that I am. No. You know, and so... And, but, like, I did not know that. I was completely like I, I'd done it so so well for so many years. I thought that that person who I presented the world was who I am, you know. So who are you then? Uh, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. I am still winter. Uh, <laughs> Good because I don't I, know who I'm having coffee with. Well, I, I don't mess with you because like you, can, you just burn shit down. Shit just gets destroyed. Yes, yeah, so winter's on the it. shit list. He's on the shit list. You go, are, go 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 for fire. Like, you're just fucking Queen Midas, aren't you? Really? <laughs> but maybe that we're, we're all self-aware to a point. But then there's like that extra little thing at the top you kind of go oh wait maybe you start to have people that you like and there's people that feed you back the things that you want yes and then so you have that that thing that you kind of go oh no but no you're, you're likable you're lovely I go oh great great I'm what you are but yeah it's like that thing when you then there's the the extra thing that that kind of that that want when I was single I was like a, a, a not a caveman, like, you know, oh fucking God. beating people. And I was like, I could, you know, I could, I could feel me hunting, mm. you know, the eyes. And you see other people on the hunt, you know, and it's kind of, like, not saying that you do that. There's that the programming that we have, you go, you know, you're lucky. It's like your Terminator. You're, you're lucky in there. Yeah, because it's interesting because you, I always do worry about that whole thing about being self-aware, especially as a comedian, because you mm. see people who should not be doing comedy. Mm. And they have no idea that they should not be doing comedy. And you see them perform time after time to silence. And you think... But what if that's what people think of me? What if they're like, what the fuck is she doing? Why is she doing this? She's so unself-aware. And like, people like me too much because I'm likeable to actually tell me that I'm shit. And so that does go through your mind. Mm. You're like, oh my God, is this... Is this real? Is this real? Is it me or is it like, oh, yeah. I'm completely deluded. Completely deluded. Yeah. And everyone's mm. like, I'll just let Sarah have her fun. Mm. She's happy. Yeah. In her own little world, bumbling around, making people laugh <laughs> like she tries. No. Think, oh shit. That, you know, like... Wonderful knows it. Oh, but they're lovely. They're so yes. nice. But just let them have their fun. They're so nice. And that's the thing is, I do get that a lot, especially as I host like Everyone goes, oh, you're really likeable. Not funny. Likeable. Mm. And I'm like, oh. Whereas deep down, I think, I think I could be a bit of an arsehole. Mm. So I was like, should I be more of an arsehole? It doesn't come naturally. Yeah. But probably because I suppress it. Yeah. Like, if I want to say something, I probably wouldn't. Hmm. So I was like, maybe if I just go out and pretend to be an arsehole, or actually act like, maybe that's what you're saying about, you're yeah. presenting a version of yourself, hmm. maybe deep down I'm a massive arsehole. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she's let some of that out. And oh, then they go, oh, gee, she's got such an edge now, doesn't she? I know. <laughs> she's got that scar on her face. She's got a <laughs> massive edge. <laughs> no hair and a massive edge. Facial burns. Facial scars. burns. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
God. Yeah. I really, yeah. I mean, she, she closes gigs. She literally closes gigs. Literally kills the room. Yeah. Ever, oh, no, because I'm closing a gig tonight. I was thinking about doing some new material. But it is just one of those things where I don't want... I would like to have a little bit of an angry rant. I never really have an angry rant. Yeah. But I think that would help to sort of get it out. But I think that you being angry would be quite terrifying, to be honest. <laughs> uh, no. You know, because I'm from Croydon. No, well... Now, now I've, I've got double the, the fear now. Double oh, the fear. right. You're so happy. Because yeah. you use, use your powers for good, right? That's I do use the, my yeah. powers for good. I'm a good person fundamentally. Yeah. You know, you see people losing their rights. I've oh, got a couple of jobs I had. And they just got to throw shit around the room. And fucking, I'm like, how are you getting away with this? I know you've always been like this in this job. Yeah, if I have a bad day, everyone thinks that I'm actually having a mental breakdown. Like, mm. If I start swearing, which, or you know, just thinking like, oh my God, everything's getting on top of me. People can't handle it because I'm always the one that has it together and I'm always the happy one. Yes. And so that's the thing. It's like, but everyone can have a bad day. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow I'm going to wake up, I'm going to be back to normal happy Sarah. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Just going through a shit time. Yeah. But yeah, it is that thing of, because I did a little while ago, I think it was about a month ago, I had, I didn't have a, not a breakdown on stage, that sounds really dramatic, but there was this really happy couple in the front row who were like smooching and all lovey-dovey and it really, it just got, got me. I laid into them. I mean, it was funny. They laughed and everyone else right. did. But in my mind... I was deadly serious. Yeah. So everyone was laughing at all the horrible shit I was saying. You know, like, oh, you come back here when you're fucking 12 years in and you... And literally just laid all my own personal shit on the table, which I won't reiterate awesome. now because it's too much, too soon. Yeah. But I let it all out. And it was it's only when I came off and my mate who was around to give with me was like, oh, mate, you're not all right. I think we should get you a drink. And I was like, I bet everyone laughs, so it's fine. And she was like, okay, everything's fine, everything's fine. It was quite freeing to be able to just blurt it all out yeah. in the moment. And everyone think it was funny. And they're like, oh, she's just joking. And I know this is my life. Mm. And then you just bring it back in. Yeah. Then go, have a drink. Put the demon back in its box. Demon back in the box. Yeah. Murderer. So Jazz hands off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. You've been great. So, I'm Sarah. But I'm doing shit. Save at least four equal on my therapy there. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is like that, though, isn't it? But you think yeah. you've got this platform where you can get up and you can say whatever the hell you want. Mm. And that's the thing is, I don't think I really do. Like, I keep things lighthearted and likeable. Whereas like, I genuinely feel like I should say some proper shit this year. Mm. Just, even if it's just to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. And also, to be honest, because I think a lot of people who've been in a long-term relationship... You know, even when I speak to other friends, and I'm like, is this normal? Is this not normal? They don't talk about it. Mm. So I think they must feel the same. As you say, you're, you're constantly trying to be that the warm and likeable person yes. on stage. You're like, fuck it. Do you know what, right? Look, I mean, look at Simon Amstel, you know? He's just yeah. like the dark and miserable. But you love fucking, him. Yeah. yeah. He's truthful and honest. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of, like, as I was saying before, like, the, I was listening back to some of my recordings, and, and the fucking desperation in my voice, Sarah, and I was like, oh. But we've all been there. We're obviously up there because we need to feel loved. Mm. I mean, it's a common thing with all of us. Even people mm. are like, oh, I don't care what the audience think. I'm just doing this for me. Wanker and not truthful. Mm-hmm. So it, it's completely normal. Mm. That realness is what, what we're trying to... Oh, God, it's so wanky. This oh, no, we really bit. sound like... But no, but yeah. that's truthfulness. It, it's, it's what you need to try and get to. You're yes. trying to, you're trying to in, like, turn it inside out and go, look, this is... This is what, I'm this like, is my soul. Is, yeah. That's the thing is, if it, if they saw how you really feel, it is maybe a bit too real. Because mm. I've seen comedians have full on meltdowns on stage, especially at the fringe when the mm. stress is just way too much. Mm. And I did sit there watching this guy, and he was talking about how his relationship had ended and he'd lost his job, literally rock bottom. But he's ranting about it on stage, but it's not funny. Mm. So he left the stage to silence, and everyone was just looking at him like, 
Mm. Part of you's like, oh my god, thank god that's not my life. Yeah. But awful. And you just think, because there's not, there's, that's too real. Mm. It's just too much. You just separate yourself from it. Yeah, but, but it was obviously the same with me. When yeah. you're in it, mm-hmm. I don't think you can be as funny with it because mm-hmm. it's too raw. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, but with uh, like that separation, because everyone has that separation. But yeah. it's just being aware of what, where, where you live in that. It's like how much you separate from who you really are. You know, how fucking, yeah. how weird and how deep does it go, the, the contrast to your real self and the self you present to the world. That's why I think that, like, for me, I, I don't think, why I don't connect with normal, not you're saying not normal, but normal people. You know? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You say you connect with people yeah, yeah. normal. No, because, no, because I think, you know, I think we're similar. On, on similar the, on, minded. On the, on the, like, oh, super intelligent. I, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you on again, fun. Sarah. Thanks. Be here next week with your yeah, if this place is still standing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm so sorry. I can't it's not, not me. But yeah, so it's like, but that same sort of thing, that that, yeah. that joyful kind of, you got that mania in you as well. And that oh, kind yeah. of, hey, God, you know So when you're trying to show that on stage, you're mm. already separated from it. So yes, when you, you did, are. So when you did that bit about, you know, the you're 12 years, rip, you know, yeah. you're still separated from it because you're, 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 you know, you're still kind of like, well, you know, I've already, this has already gone on inside and I haven't let it out. I've always That's had true. this thing going on yeah. here. So yeah. I was like, Hey guys, flip it and then back out again, and so you can you can you can flip between that rather than being f up being real all the time. Oh no, and <laughs> it's I think, too complex. I think, and also the only reason why I, I got away with it is because I was hosting. I'd already done like an opening ten, mm. and I was likable, lovely, everything's fine, isn't everything great? Sunny days, and then it was in the middle that I let rip. So I think they'd already I'd already established it's all right. Mm. I'm not mental. Yeah. Well, this is safe zone. But then I think with the mania that you were talking about is I think you can go to the mania side because you have the other side. Mm. And that's what that's something my mum's always said to me is because I have not hit rock bottom before, but if you've been really dark in a dark, horrible place, mm-hmm. then you can go to the other extreme mm. and it is finding that balance in the middle that you then present on stage. Yeah. So people don't think you are really yeah. weird. Yeah. But I think everyone must have that. I think they do. I think they yeah. do definitely. They just don't but, talk about they, it. No, they just got, well, I can't possibly. So that's, no. that's too, the people won't like me that's it whereas if anything they'll probably like you more by saying yeah do you know what I have been in the gutter mm. and things have been really shit and mm. I've thought some really dark horrible thoughts about myself still do most of the time but mm. we're carrying on anyway mm. but that's the thing is even when you're on stage you think no one can heckle me or say something to me that I haven't thought about myself already mm-hmm. so that's why it can't really hurt yeah but maybe that's the difference that's true that's it you know you've already you already destroy yourself more than anyone else oh, yeah. you know, I, was I was like you can't hate me more than <laughs> I hate me come on guys <laughs> Just a gnat. <laughs> yeah, my hair dryer already did better than you did. So <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. Let's I, mean, I can deal with flames and shit. Yeah, yeah. actual flamethrower. Yeah. Actual throwing it away. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to use one again. Scary. Really scary. Yeah. Hair oh. straighteners are fucking well because you, you're actually attached to the hair straighteners, aren't you? Well, that's the thing. It wasn't hair straighteners. It no, was but a I mean, hair I don't, oh no, like if, I can't. So you like actually? You, yeah, that's true. I that's can't it. use them either. Not, not that I have long hair, but it's like what if it locked on? That never occurred to me, and now I'm freaking Sorry. out. Sorry. Oh my god! What if it? Oh god! Oh. What like? Oh. Anyway, what's your mum do? Um, she's actually well, she's semi-retired PA to the CEO of the post office, so she mm. did that for a long time, and then she retired, well, semi-retired, and then she got a job in a shop. But my aunt actually runs a global events business from America, so my mum's now going over to America to help her do some events in New York in Great. March, which means I am going with her because I can stay in a hotel for free. And I was going to try and get some gigs out there, but I've no idea where Do to it. start. So I need to put, I need to post on the forums and Do see it. if uh, comedians can point me in the right direction. Yeah. But I think I'm going to shit myself. No, it'll be great. Doing it in a different country. Great. Yeah. So I'm part of me really, really excited. 
because they're going to be doing their events so then I'll bugger off yeah. by myself do a couple of gigs and then come back and meet them for wine obviously oh, great. yeah really exciting times then it is I mean I'm mm. looking forward to it I think I'm I just you know we said earlier get the fear mm. I really wish I didn't and you see all these other comedians who just you know they rock up they have their book of new material they've written that day and they get on stage and they do it mm. I'm such a pussy I mean I've had moments when I have done it and I think, oh, what's the big deal about? Mm. But then I don't, and I talk myself out of it. It's bad. More wine. More wine. <laughs> oh, I never drink when I perform. Do you? No. No, I don't. I might have one afterwards, but that's it. Because I'm usually driving, you know. So yes, I do. Yeah. It's probably helped me to be honest. Uh, you know, yeah, that's true. Being a massive yeah. alcoholic. Well, I didn't at the fringe. Like mm. I went with the the agreement with myself because I drank way too much the year before, yeah. and I felt crap every day. Yeah. And performing every day with a hangover was not nice. Mm. So I befriended uh, a male comedian who didn't drink, and I was like, awesome. So then we were massive losers, and we used to go and have cups of tea. But it was really nice. So you talk about your day, have a lovely cup of tea, mm. decaffeinated, obviously, because yeah. we're old, and you don't want to be home, right? <laughs> 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 so you don't weigh yourself out. I mean, you're like, oh, <laughs> how are you doing, Sarah? Oh, I've had at least five cups of tea today. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> oh, yeah, and everyone else is with hangovers around yeah. you, like, yeah, I know. I just need to go to the toilet again. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, I know, you know how you tea. feel. Oh, oh, gosh. There's such a big queue in the bathroom <laughs> as well. Oh, God. That's Sarah it. and her tea. That's it. That's yeah, it. but that was a real lifesaver for me because then it was nice to have yeah. someone who I really liked just to chat with yeah. and that there's no pressure to drink. Because if I did hang out with other friends, I'd probably be tempted. Yeah. Nick, Nick and Michelle, I'll be up for it. We'll have a cup of tea. See, it's all about the tea. And I know a great place. Okay, great. Which is so sad. I can't wait. I love it. No, because you get little um, biscuits. Oh, God. So sad. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Everyone else is there going, oh, God, the fringe is so bad. All the drinking (laughs) and the kebabs. You're like, oh, yeah, all the tea and biscuits. All the tea and biscuits. Yeah, no, they do. They have those like pink wafers. Pink wafers. Pink favorite. wafer biscuits. They're not my favorite. Well, what's they're your up favorite? there. Cool. What's your favorite? Oreo cookies. Oh, amazing. I love, I love, love Oreos. Do you know why I like them as well? Yeah. Because they're in their own separate. Yes! Oh, I love it. Yeah. And then you it. can not feel so bad that you've only had six rather than the whole bag. That's true. And also, you know that no one else has touched those biscuits as well. You know, there's no other fingers gone on those biscuits. There's your they, control side coming yeah, up. They're is, that, is that a thing for you, someone touching your biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> no one touches my Oreos! A little, a little bit. I, I like, yeah, they're, they're in a, a, a hermetically sealed pack. And, uh, and like, yeah, I mean... Do you sterilise the outside of the packet before you open them? I do, them? just in case. I open them with twe- tweezers, you Good. know, like in, a, in another bag and... You know, like a I'm surprised separate. you didn't have to use some sort of hygiene gel upon entering yeah, like the it, house. I have to make it look, I gotta have a little sound effect too. Go tss. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> uh, and then they'll see the real trekkie of me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Damn it, I've given myself away. I'm oh, just such a silly, massive nerd. Silly sod. Oh, yes, we'll do tea. Yeah, that'd be Tea's great. Fun. I, can't wait. I did like one night, I got really, really drunk because mm. I had a bad, bad right. day. Right. And I thought, screw it. Mm. So I called up my mate who I knew would want to get drunk. And he was like, yeah, let's go get drunk. But then he got um, sidetracked by, there was one of the Jaeger girls in there. He was giving out shots. So he was like, oh, can you fuck off now? I want to pull the Jaeger girl. I was like, that's mean. Yeah. But at that point I was really drunk. And yeah. then I was sitting outside the church eating pizza and crying. And I thought, this is probably <laughs> the lowest moment <laughs> for me. And then the next yeah. day I woke up super hungover, super emotional. And I yeah. thought, no, I can't do this. No, There's yeah. obviously, you're just too tired. It's yeah. too intense. Yeah, you can't. You can't do about eight gigs a day uh-huh. on that. So I did I turn up the gigs and people were like, how are you? And I'm like, this is irrational. I'm just so tired. And I'm fat. And I hate myself. And people are going to laugh. And welcome to the stage, Sarah Isles. Oh, hi, guys. Yeah, how's it going? Oh, that's 
so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It's like it's, so, it's an sensory overload, isn't it? it really it's is. like oh, and all these people going hi. I remember seeing uh, Rory uh, O'Hanlon oh, in yes. town, and like I was walking across the bridge, you know, towards Princess Street. Yes. and I saw him one day, and I was like, "Ah, Rory, how's it going?" I was in a good mood that day, right. and he was like, mm. "Yeah." And then I saw him the next day, uh, or a couple of days later, and he was in a really good mood, and, right? and I was miserable. He was, he was like. How's it going with Terry? And I was like, Meh. Welcome to the fringe. <laughs> but you do, you go there and you're fresh faced and you're like, yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I did it and my mate said to me, she was like, look, just so you know, everyone has a, a fringe breakdown. Yeah. I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm such a strong woman. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen to me. She was like, okay. A few days later, she had her breakdown. So I took her for some fudge and then we had a nice lunch and she cried and it was fine. Three days later, Sarah yeah. rock bottom. She was oh. like, I told you. And you were, you're like, it's so intense though. Mm. And you, you're thrown into this environment where you're around all these other comedians mm. and if you don't um, you know first year I did it I didn't have the friend group that I have mm. now where I feel like I have genuine friends that are comedians mm. they were just kind of associates so it was kind of hard whereas now you think I'm okay mm. I'm going to have a meltdown mm. there's people that have to deal with it that know me well enough that they can deal with mm. it so that's the nice yeah. buffer that we have so are you going for the full thing? Uh, I'm going to go for full run yeah okay. give me a call when you have your meltdown then I will I'll you. definitely I'll just, I'm sure it's going to happen just, many I'll times I'll give you some sealed biscuits here you go here you <laughs> go a little, little container a little <laughs> yeah. bubble a massive plastic bag which I'll sit in a little, little, little window envelope who's that guy oh he's a solo performance piece that's it, <laughs> that's it. just give him some change yeah. so he can buy some biscuits no. and everything's going to be fine yeah. takes Oreos Oreos accepted <laughs> yeah Oreos accepted you <laughs> <laughs> will be next to the printer you know yeah. uh, yeah. What else is on the agenda this year? Well, what? I'm in a sitcom. Oh. I'm in a radio sitcom. We did the first season two, was it two years ago? No, about a year ago. So now we're doing the second one. Yeah. So I did the read through last Saturday. A friend of mine, uh, he, he's just written this radio sitcom and mm. it's really bloody impressive because, you know, I've been like, oh, I'm going to write stuff and I don't. And I think now because the, the characters are established, I play a, a very middle class uh, lady in her 30s called Betty. Mm. So I can actually act and put on a posh accent, cool. which is uh, good. I use that at my day job. And it's mm. really good fun. So the other performers, actors, performers, actors, yeah. they're yeah. comedians. Yeah. Yeah. So right. it's really nice. Yeah. So we went along and obviously we were just supposed to be doing the read through, pissed about for a couple of hours. Yeah. And it's in Brighton. That's where most of the cast are based. So it's really nice. So I'm hoping that we're going to, I think we're going to do the other read through in April and then we're going to record it towards the end of the year. Mm. But it's quite nice because he works for the BBC. So there's always that little hopeful of maybe yeah. it might lead to Credit. something. Credit, off you go. Yeah, because he did a radio thing for BBC Four. So he asked me to come along and be interviewed about being a comedian. Mm. And obviously I dropped the F-bomb accidentally with him. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to oh, swear. Right. Yeah, I didn't realise I had a potty mouth until they could cut it other out, people. Okay. Well, no, they did. Oh. But it was when he said, "Oh, we had to, we had to edit out all of the swearing." I was like, "Oh, one I, swear. like, I didn't." No, no, I think I must have sworn a hell of a lot more than I realised. Right. I think the f bomb was just like in the first thirty seconds. Well, but I think I just don't realise how much I swear. Yeah, I didn't realise I was a sweary person. Yeah. It was said to other people, would go, "Oh, yeah, big time." Oh. Did, and you went, "Oh, bollocks!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sensitive assholes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, so no, that's happening as well. I always keep on forgetting about that. Yeah, because I feel like I don't do anything. Like my mm. life is incredibly boring. But then when you talk about it, you think, oh no, there's yeah. fun stuff that could. You just get used to it, don't you? you go, oh yeah, of course yeah. I'm doing this and I'm doing. That. Oh, I'm just doing another sitcom yeah. and another show and mm. another thing. But I think it's just the I, I really admire the fact that he's written this whole series. Yeah, I just find that so unbelievably impressive. And you read it and it's so funny. What's it called? Like, if you don't, oh, it's called. Uh, don't worry, it's only the end of the world. 
Okay. So you can actually go onto the website, which is called Don't Worry, It's Only the End of the World, and you can listen to, I think it's six episodes from the first season. Great. And it was the top ten and noteworthy in iTunes. Excellent. I think it's now on Spotify. I think you said it's now on Spotify. Right. So I really like it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, um, I think it was likened to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy oh. sort of thing, because what's happened is, it's the end of the world, it's all mm. been killed off by this virus, but the virus lost its steam halfway through, so some people are half dead. So they're body has been decomposing but they're still alive mm. so it starts off with it's the end of the world there's a guy who's left with his decomposing girlfriend who wanted to break up with him but he doesn't know so there's a whole notion of what you do if you're the last two and mm. and there's me <coughs> another guy um and we're sort of the main ones and then it gets a bit surreal there's also death mm. who is on holiday and gets caught up in it all then can't return to hell it's all quite surreal and interesting right. but it's been loads of fun because i've never done sort of radio comedy mm. before and even just, I used to act and that was my main background. So it's mm. quite nice to return to yeah. that and do a bit more of that. So I have a degree in acting. And I originally, when I left university, I taught a play around America mm. when I left. But I just didn't love it. But mm. I didn't get excited. It's not like how I feel about comedy. It's mm. in I kind of saw it as a bit of a chore. And it was all very fake. Mm. All lovey darling kind of thing. And mm. I, I kind of fell out of love with it. Kiss, kiss. Yeah. Mm. And, I, you know, you sort of go to auditions and I did some acting classes and it just, it didn't feel right for me mm. so I did some presenting for a while um, presented post office TV that was a, I also auditioned for psychic TV didn't get it probably should have known so that's embarrassing it's not bad <laughs> but they held the audition it wasn't fate no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't on the cards literally it wasn't on the cards but they did the auditions in the same place they have babe station okay so I was walking up these stairs yeah. ready for my audition and mm. there's this woman like gyrating on this bed in her lingerie and yeah. I was like I think I'm here for the wrong thing mm. clearly i'm not yeah. the uh, not the play station uh, kind i'm here to be yeah mm. so no that was that so i did that for a while and then i did the stand-up but i've always wanted to do stand-up that was always my but i was just too mm. much of a pussy but so you went for psychic tv yes uh, interesting so god t- tell me more about this well they do you do read cards as well and do you do all this well like, no it wasn't my stuff? job to be psychic i mean i actually do this is something i've never told you i do tarot cards because they do them in my family mm. i'm not very good at it because i don't like to do readings for other people because one, it's not that I don't 100% believe in it, but I don't think it can predict the future. I think mm. it just helps you with how you're feeling at the time. Mm. If you know someone, you can't do their tarot because mm. you will always struggle to be objective. You'll just tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. So I don't do it for anyone like that, but my my aunt and stuff does. <laughs> so, do it for comedians. Oh, what am I going to do? The agent? Oh, no, so get the, <laughs> yeah. Who's going to knock on my door? Is it? Is, uh, which which, which magic? Moment? I don't know what Momentum? my life I do the cards and I'm like I've no fucking idea what it means yeah. I take a picture message send it to my aunt and she's like oh and I'm like because it's like why did you do it I was like I don't know I thought I'd be able to figure it out but you can't you always see what you want to see yeah. it's terrible I'm gonna get five stars right five stars tomorrow 100% five stars I'll bring my cards with me yeah. we can have a cup of tea and some Oreos and I'll do your cards and we'll be like oh, oh get yeah. out the plastic bag so yeah. no I, I, I did it originally because I had an interest in it and it isn't your job to do any of the psychic stuff they have mm. psychic people on there to do it all mm. so it was just doing the presenting and yeah, I didn't get it, obviously, mm. but it, I felt, I think I was too nervous because yeah. it was all really surreal. Suddenly you're in this studio and they put an earpiece in and I'd not done that before. Yeah. I'd only done sort of live presenting. Mm. So that was not It's a, It's a whole different thing, isn't it? It really is. Terrifying as well. Oh, I have mean, you done it too? Uh, like, that's what I thought I wanted to do years ah, ago as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to do presenting. It's like, I I didn't. I wanted to perform, but I didn't know what it was that would fit me. Same thing. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, and so I was like, oh, I want to present. I was like, but then I was like, I'm a cardboard cutout of a person. I'm not really who I am out there. I'm just like, hey guys. And, it is and fake. Very yeah, fake. Absolutely. Yeah. Did this audition 
Do you do the shopping? I was like, oh, present it. I'll try every kind of sh- present. Oh, I didn't get an audition for them, so you did better than I did. You're so lucky, I tell you. I oh, mean, really? Like you dodged a bullet because I, I did. But you've got to be a different kind of animal to do the shopping channel stuff. Yeah. You really got. You got to talk nonstop about this sub, whatever it is you're selling. For you got to do something called the pen test, and you got to sell this pen. Oh, I had to do that for Psychic TV. So hard. Yeah, I had to sell the pen for Psychic. That was my first audition, and then they called me back. It's weird though. It's a weird test. Yeah, a big pen viral. Yeah. Yeah, big. Yeah. yeah, that was exactly it. Mm. I don't even remember what I said. I went to one in north of Birmingham direction. I was there and, uh, like, they... Uh, I was there and they I said, I'll see whatever it was. You know, like, oh, I goes, Suave. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And then they said, what, they said, bring anything you want to sell. And I was like, okay, I'll bring a, a, a DVD player. And there's so many fucking functions on a DVD player. And I was just like... Oh, <laughs> no, keep it simple. <laughs> and just, like, oh, I just caught you. fire on, on, on there. And, and, and the woman said to me... Um, do you, did you take a day off work? I was like, yeah, I did, yeah. I took a day off work. <laughs> so, That's a mean thing to say. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I was Don't like, fair enough. This. But it was just like, um, really hard to do. What was your worst audition? I think it probably was Psychic TV. Or was it? I think it was only because there was this woman there who got out, there were supposed to be tarot cards, but they were cat cards, which I'd never heard of before. So obviously immediately I'm like, well, this is bullshit. Mm. And so I thought it was ridiculous. And she was referring to the different cats by name and kind of doing like a... Like, and it was, I was like, I think, it was like, is this taking the piss? Is mm. she mental? But the fact that you've got to keep a straight face and be like, oh, so now we're going to go and do this. And she's going to tell us about, you know, is um, Joy going to leave her husband? Mm. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And it was just very surreal. And the fact that I could still hear the music from Bay Station next door, I think, was also a little bit surreal. Mm. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll just take my kit off and go next door and see if I have any more luck with that. Joy <laughs> rating around. Yeah. What are you wearing? I don't know. That's yeah. really tight to even pretend that. But yeah. no, that was, that was really... Yeah. Because the thing is, I knew I was doing really badly. Mm. And it's that moment when you think, can I just go? Because mm. there's no point. Yeah. It's like when I took my driving test the first time and I smacked into the um, bollards yeah. and it took the mirror off oh, no. and the guy screamed. And I was like, can we just go back to the test centre? And no, he made me do the whole bloody thing. And it's like, but I know I failed. So it was like that thing of just saying, you know, even when you're on stage, you're like two minutes in, you're like, everyone hates me. If it's not a paid gig mm. and you not have to do a set time, you should just be able to say, right, I'm going to round this up now because you're hating me and I'm hating me mm. and this mm. is too much. So I don't know why you can't just be honest. Mm. Can't waste everyone's time. Yeah. yeah that's it. Just, I'll, I'll go back and write some more stuff or we'll go back and just, you know, do some more time somewhere else. And you and, think about yourselves and yeah. how you've been as an audience yeah. and how you yeah. let me down and you let yourself down <laughs> yeah, totally. and how you should be nicer as people. Team effort, guys. Yeah, come on. Team. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Oh. Do you get it sometimes? Don't you get on stage and they look at you like, "Go on, bitch, make us oh. laugh." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, yeah. come on, yeah. come on. Yeah. You want to see the rage, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 no, one time we're on a gig and we're both bloody losers. And we're like, "What happened to Sarah and Winter? They just looked at each other across and went, "Tonight, it's time. This is the time." They took away the Oreos, Winter. It's time. Let's do this. Some sort of human form of transformers. Let's go, like Power Rangers. It's gonna happen at the fridge. It'll be so. We'll look at each other and like, "Go time." Let's just be. Let's go time. Let's just be ourselves. What does that mean? You'll see. Yeah, acting background as well. So I mean, like, you just don't pursue it anymore. But it's more money in that, isn't there? I've done some stuff, and I was asked. I did um, something called Asylum Circuit last year, Mm. where. It's based around um, all comedians going to therapy. And I was playing the therapist, which I was pleased about because I didn't actually want to play myself because the other comedians played themselves. So it was, a, it was really cleverly written. And it was, so you've got, you know, the standard one who turns up who 
really manic depressive, but amazing on stage. Someone who's just really unself-aware but thinks mm. he's the shit. Mm. And it was all sort of stuff like that. And then a girl turns up and she just starts telling jokes and she's not actually answering the questions. That was amazing. Mm. Especially to be like, the therapist really? in it and think, Mm-mm. God, I think all of us could use some therapy as comedians. Yes, definitely. So that was really good fun. And I think now she's actually writing more of it and I'm going to be acting in that again right. this year. So yeah. although I've done the radio stuff, I haven't done any, not proper acting, but it is very different. Mm. I think I might be quite nervous to sort of... I was very nervous when we did it last year, but mm. it was—it feels less pressure than the stand-up. Yeah, and it's nice to be part of a team. Yeah, I think that's what I loved about the radio sitcom: is you turn up, it's the same people every week. You get to know each other. Mm. You have tea and biscuits. Again, I'm sensing a theme here. Mm. I know, and it's just really nice. Yeah. And I think that's what I like. I like having a sense of belonging, community. Yeah, community, mm. which again you don't get because you're always in a different place each night with different people. And that's why it's such a pleasure when you turn up on a bill and you mm. see someone, like when we turned up at that last mm. gig, and we just chatted for yeah. ages and just laughing away, people looking at us like we were mental. I know, because, but everyone else is going, you know, giving it the old, all right guys, yeah, how are you doing, how many gigs you oh. I was like, I'll piss off, let's just, just be yeah, normal. come on, that's let's it. just have a chat. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was really nice, because obviously yeah. the gig was shockingly yeah, bad. Yeah. So it's fun, because you just think, well, at least you haven't wasted me, but you had mm. a lovely chat and then you go home. Mm. Whereas when you do turn up and no one wants to talk or it's an mm. effort, and even when you do car shares and you get weirdos on the car shares, it's awful. Yeah. And you have all that pressure to make conversation. Whereas yeah. now, I won't. It's same. Oh, I'm really? Like, yeah, same. Oh, my God, it's so funny. <laughs> I'll just I go, can't be asked. I'll, I'll just go, I'll, I'll do the minimum. Yeah. But if I, if I sense that there's nothing else coming, I'm like, well, that's it then. Okay. If you're not going to give me anything yeah, back, I mean, that, and you're missing out because yeah. I'm very chatty. Yeah, that's And it. if you don't want to engage with that... Yeah. But there's only so much effort you could put in. Exactly. If people give you one-word answers, I'm like, well, I'm done with you now. We're yeah. just going to drive in silence. Yeah. But then you put the radio on and they look upset. Totally. But I need like, something to entertain <laughs> yeah. me whilst I'm shopping. Yeah, exactly. Well, could have started reading a book, but then I would... I know. Like, but then they're like, like oh, oh, get all sensitive now when I read the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you're worried about the drive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, look, I'm just on Facebook and texting at the same time. I'm just emailing for other gigs as well. Well, I'll, you know, I'll also do my admin since you're not talking to me yeah. and I'm driving at the same time. I'll have a conversation with another comedian. Yeah, who's not in the it. car because you're shit what's your life worth a little bit of conversation would go goes a long way yeah. into prolonging your life <laughs> but I hate I hate that thing is I would much rather drive by myself and be by myself mm. which I know seems really antisocial because a lot of people think that I'm a very sociable person mm. and I am but I'm only like that with people that I like mm. and then now I'm at the point where if I don't like someone I can't hide it and yeah. I won't hide it That's because it. I'll be civil yeah. like high necessity but then that will uh, I don't want to have a proper chat. Mm. I'd much rather invest my time having a really fun chat with someone I like because otherwise, what's the point? I know, is it? You're just yeah. forcing it. It's They're like, not enjoying mm. it. I'm not enjoying it. I think I think it's the part of the part of getting older, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Of going like I heard, I heard, but the filter is just slowly disappearing. It's, yeah. Until it goes <laughs> entirely, and we're like, this is me. Is <laughs> <Yeah>. there <laughs> so coming on stage? You know, like, oh god. That, and that's the scary thing, isn't it? Yeah. So soon, you, the more you do this, the, you're still trying to connect with people. And as yeah. you get older, the less, hopefully, they, your audience stay with you. Otherwise, you keep meeting other new audience and the new audience go, what? Yeah, who's this, this is, person? This is person is yeah. fucking mental. Yeah. And, and, you know, whoa, okay. You know, but hey, that, even that... But I'd like to try that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'll carry on doing, because obviously a lot of my money and work comes from emceeing, which, mm. I, don't be wrong, I absolutely love, Same. because you get to interact and you get different conversations, you're not just doing your material. Mm. That I don't want to lose. Yeah. But I would like to work more on the other side. And like this year, I think, because of the shit that I'm going through at the moment in my mm. personal life, Although it's awful to think this way, it was like, it really has given me so much stuff I want to talk about, mm. so much I want to write about. Mm. 
part of me feel like I can't because I feel like I'm being disloyal because although I think it's hilarious, I can't tell it yet because I'm not through it yet no, and I think it's too close. But I get quite excited about, you know, you're supposed to go through these experiences yeah. and then talk about it. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm just static and I'm not really doing anything it's, new. You need to just talk, say the stuff out loud. Because sometimes when you, even if, you, if it's in your head, you go, oh, this is how I think. You forget who you, who yes, you, you were do. at that moment. And who you were when you wrote it. Because yeah. I'm still doing some material that I wrote like a couple of years ago. Mm. Lazy. Mm. Super lazy. I've accepted that I'm lazy. I need to move on. But it's like, I, I remember how excited I was at the time. And then you get to the point where you think, well, it's not working anymore. Mm. It's not working anymore because I'm not the kind of person that would say that anymore. Mm. But then yeah. I'm too, you know, but then the, the fear of writing, because I've got pages of all this stuff I want to try. Mm. And then you reread it and you think, well, this is shit. This isn't funny at all. Why am I doing this job? I'm not funny. Hold <laughs> 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 on now anyway. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to get up and go, like, and you know that thing you do, like, when you, when you go and say, oh, hi guys. You yeah. gotta do that at home though, with that that bit of material that you are yes. hating. You gotta go, hey, you know, yeah. and do the jazz hands with that piece of material. No, wait, there's something in this. There is something yes. in this. There, there is because you obviously uh, wrote it down yeah. for a reason. You think there must be something in that that you want to say. Yeah, facing the who, that per- person of who you are. Yeah, because oh no, I don't show. Oh, the she's whole coming thing. out. She's coming oh. out. Oh no, there she is. And you're like, because oh, you gotta face that, whatever you are or whatever you. Um, who you are, who you are, who you are in the world. This is my me projecting. I was going to say no. This is very deep. I wasn't expecting this. I feel like I'm learning as well as having I've, a chat. You know, but I've, maybe I've misprojected. Might be me projecting. No, but it's like you know, we got to face who you are in that stage. You know, you can't, you can't be that always like what? No, guys, guys, and like you got to be that. Oh, you know, fuck it, guys. You know, this, I'm having a bad day. Yeah, and, and I'm having a bad month. Yeah, everything's exploding. Mm. Got to try and embrace it. Yeah, and yeah. embrace. I mean, this is it. You can. Fuck it, you know, like this or not, this is yeah. what it is. So I've Film just seen that. your impressive array of post-its. Oh, yeah, oh, you know. Oh, my God. In, Sarah. For people, obviously, that can't see this, of uh, how many, is that ten different types of post-its in They are order actually of colour? bookmarkers. But they're bookmarkers? Yeah, they're like notepad markers. So you, you oh, have, my God, I've got, like, you've got a special leather-bound folder. Yeah. Shit the bed, look at those. 2011, baby. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so I have, I'm in post-it heaven at the moment because That's an impressive. I love stationery. Yeah, so do I. I, so I can't much. go near a Rhymer's. Right, just like mm. a, 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 a tiger and diamonds, it's just going over. Mm. It's the same, I'm the same as Waterstones. I have to walk past because otherwise, that's it. My money's going to go. Yeah, I just can't. I've got no self control. Yeah, <laughs> it's stationary. Stationary. It's my thing. I'm such a oh, no. no, it's great. See, this no, is stationary. I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. I, I, I'm I, well. I'm not dead yet, but like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, no. Well, but the world well, is drying. The world is literally setting my world on fire. Well, I hope you won't die alone, but I'm sure you'll get post-it notes. And like, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having post-it no notes. No one's alone with a post-it no, note. Everyone loves them. They, do, they secretly do. And little highlighters. Oh, I, I never use highlighters, it. but they're amazing. Never use, like, I've got a special pack of highlighters. Wow. I think I'm missing out there. Do you have a little sleeve? Get yourself little leather some, of course sleeve. I do. Why don't you get a sleeveless one? Get some highlighters. Go nuts. So, okay, you're doing the fringes this year. First solo show you're doing. Yeah. The Silly Isles. The Silly Isles, right. Yeah. The silly Isles. I know it's a pun on my name, and everyone will be like, ooh. But I don't care mm. because I was going to do it. I was going to, I was thinking of doing it as something else, which was, it's my marriage over. But I thought, again, it's too soon mm. and it might actually be over by the time I do the show. And therefore that's just awkward. So uh, I thought, again, the Silly Isles, because I can keep it quite vague and generic and now I can write it around what I want to do because mm. I think it will develop by the time mm. I get there. Which I think a lot of people do. They have the name and they decide to do it and yeah. they write the material afterwards, mm. right? Yeah, that's, I think so. Okay. I think I've got my, my show's like, it's not just for Christmas, is what it is. It's not, I'm, I don't ah. want to do a pun on my name. I know it's uh. a real Christmassy show doing it in summer, but hey, let's just try that and see how it works. No, but it feels like winter when you're in 
Edinburgh. Mm. So, I mean, and the weather's so schizophrenic mm. that, you know, you're freezing one minute, really hot the next. Yeah. So, if anything, you can get away with it there. We'll try it. So, yeah. we'll see. But, so, you've got that coming up and you've got your sitcom. What's the yes. sitcom called? It's called um, Don't Worry, It's Only the End of the World. Okay. So, and that's season two. Season and it is one of those things that now that we've done the first series, the characters are really well defined. Right. So, it feels so much more natural now. Yeah. And the, the writer, I mean, he's an excellent writer anyway. Um, Who is Alfie it? Shaw. Alfie Shaw. Alfie Shaw. Um, but this is just, it feels so right for the characters and where they're going on their journey now. Mm. And just, he, he's just nailed each character and it's so much fun. Yeah. And you do when you read it and it's just so clever and funny. Oh, you don't have to love him or hate him. And he's so young, he's 23. Great. Oh, great, fair play to him. I know, yeah. really annoying. Do you write, do any other writing yourself? Do you any other, like... Well, I have, I, I've been looking at doing other bits and bobs. I've got, oh, that sounds so wanky. I had an idea about a sitcom as well and I was looking to write that as well. And I ran it by um, my mate Alfie because obviously he's written one already and he mm. was so knowledgeable that you know they because he was so helpful and sharing all the stuff oh you need to do this you need to do that but afterwards I just got a little bit overwhelmed of mm. oh my god there's no way I can do this because you're you know but I think I've just got a woman up and just write it mm-hmm. but again it was I was going to do some writing yesterday and obviously I didn't and so Sunday things are but there's a lot of, you've got a lot on at the moment though yeah fair. there's a lot of stuff that you need to just kind of need to settle yeah I'm really yeah. struggling with my motivation I know yeah. that's a re- again really sad thing to say but mm. it's just when I felt like oh, I'm going to write I go through days where I just feel really knackered mm. and just a bit shitty mm. and then yeah, I had a couple of gigs that were really tough and I thought oh I can't mm. last thing you want to do is be like yay let's write today mm. but then I think if I force myself to do it every day it's better than nothing yeah. and then maybe I'll get into the swing of it and inspiration mm. will come or whatever mm. Where can we come see you apart from Brian so Fringe. Fringe? I'm doing, I think it's the second weekend at the Quadrant at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's Chick Ass. So I'm going to do 20 minutes compilation with my friends. I am doing, I'm doing a couple of previews. Mm. So I can't remember where they are though, which is a bit bad. So SarahIles.com. Yeah, I do. Yeah, my website is SarahIles.com. So it will be on there. So yeah, the, the sitcom, the Fringe shows. And obviously now that we've moved the venue from, unfortunately, the one that burned down, Mm. that's going to be fun now to do because that'll be in East London so it'll be nice to do something a bit different somewhere mm. else and that's weekly so that's always fun mainly just trying not to lose my shit mm. I think if I come out at the end of this year and I'm still smiling maybe the rage will creep out at some points mm. but all in all if I still <laughs> manage to have friends and people still don't hate me and I'm still doing comedy mm. and getting paid for it yeah. then I consider that a success yeah. I would like to do it full time I really would like yeah. to end this year doing it full time but yeah. I'm quite realistic and I love my day job it's great so I think if I still love my day job and I love the security of the money, mm-hmm. I did kind of freak out. Like when the air burned down and that was a sizable chunk of my income that was just gone. And because it's an act of God, it's not like you're still going to get paid. That freaked me out. Mm. I like to know that I can pay my rent and bills, as we all do. Mm. Yeah. Well, Sarah Isles, thank you for coming on The Comedy Defects. It's been great. Really Pleasure. Thank, thank you. you very much. And that was episode 34 with Sarah Isles. Sarah Isles, a very funny comedian and a lovely person too, an absolute gem of a person. It's great to have her on the show. She's writing her first 50-minute show, which is going to be taken to Brighton and the Edinburgh Fringe. She's previewing that around the country. Details of that are on her website, which is sarahisles.com. And the name of the show is The Silly Isles. So go check it out. She's a very funny comedian. Also got a sitcom coming out called Don't Worry, It's the End of the World. Go check it out, guys. Come on. Go do it. Like her page. Go see her on YouTube. Go see her live. It's where it happens. It's where it lives. If you like this podcast, you want to follow us on Twitter, we're there, at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, it's at Winter Phonander. 
if you want to come see my live stand-up gig dates, and I'm previewing a show which is going to be taking to the Edinburgh Fringe and, of course, Hastings. Details of that are on my website, which is winterphonander.com. The show at the moment is called It's Not Just For Christmas. That is probably going to change. I want you there. I need you there so I can bounce things off you, so you can confirm or dispel my fears about certain bits. It's going great at the moment. There's some stuff which is coming together. As I say, other stuff which is falling apart. But if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, and you can donate as much as a fiver or more if you want, or as little as a pound. Because if you donate, you're paying for the people that can't. And the people that can't, that's fine. Just share your favourite episode or leave us a nice review wherever you get your podcasts. Because it helps. It tells people where we are and what we're doing. But that's it for now from this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 35 with Athena Cobleno. <laughs>